Hello and welcome to The Big Fight, a show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sanket Upadhyay. About 10 months left to the mega contest of 2024, five months left to the three important state assembly elections of Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, as well as, as well as Rajasthan. And it seems that a lot of chatter and conversation politically is revolving around expected lines. Every camp is preparing. So while you have opposition unity meetings taking place, the first and most sincere effort in the past nine years by various opposition parties to come together. So there is talk of the BJP reviving the NDA as well. It never went anywhere, but the effort is to add more alliance partners. So that is point number one. Number two, there is a possibility of a cabinet expansion, union cabinet expansion, which will include a lot many of these new alliance members. And while all of this is happening, and I reiterate once again, five minutes ahead of state assembly elections and five months ahead of state assembly elections and ten months ahead of 2024, the uniform civil court debate has now been reintroduced. The Prime Minister spoke about it. The Law Commission has started taking recommendations. So is this a lot to do with political timing? Or is UCC the need of the hour? On the big fight tonight, the big debate, Uniform Civil Code, is this the BJP's 2024 Trump card? Let's begin the big fight by introducing all our guests. In the studio with me, Shadan Farasat, Senior Advocate of the Supreme Court. Thank you very much for joining us. We have Deshatan Nigam, Advocate in the Supreme Court, for joining us. Reena Gupta, Spokesperson of the Aam Party, with us in the studio. Uh, C.A. Pradeep Bhatti, Spokesperson of the Samajwadi Party, is also with us. Uh, on a live link, we are joined in by Tehseen Poonawala, is a political analyst. Aman Lekhi is a Senior Advocate in the Supreme Court and former ASG. Uh, thank you very much to all you... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll have more guests also joining us in just a short moment. Let us begin by what we call is the first punch where we give, give each one of our uh, speakers one minute of time for their opening comment. So we'll begin with you, Reena Gupta, first. Your time starts now. With, uh, with the Uniform Civil Code, Ahmadmi Party has been very clear that we support the idea of Uniform Civil Code because it is part of the Constitution. It's in the directive principles of the Constitution. But, however, we don't agree with Bharti Janta Party's method of implementing the Uniform Civil Code, uh, trying to polarize the country, announcing it in a rally. There has to be a proper process. You have to bring all the religious leaders at the table. There should be a draft in the public domain. The draft needs to be discussed. There are 140 crore people in this country who will have a view and the constitution very clearly says that we should endeavor to have a uniform civil code. But before we reach there, we need to have clarity on what will happen to Sikhs, what will happen to Buddhists, what will happen to Jains, what will happen to the customary tribal rights, or what will happen to areas which are uh, under 371. So before you have all of this clarity, right now we feel that in his last one year of the term, the Prime Minister is throwing the ball out there, trying to see where it lands uh, and does not, uh, and actually is not trying to implement it okay. in the true spirit of the Constitution. Okay, okay. Mr. Deshatan Nigam. Uh, Sanket, in fact, the primary objective and focus of the 
uniform civil code is uh, gender in discrimination and inequality. I think nobody should lose that focus and the politics should be kept out of it. Yes, political parties will bring politics because India is a democratic country based on political parties contesting elections. Obviously, they will try to increase their votes. But everybody seems to be saying product is good, but the process is not good. Process is just unfolding. The law commission has called for the ideas, suggestions from people, and they will submit their report also. And thereafter, it will be discussed in the committees, various committees. Government will apply its mind, take everybody's feedback, and then a draft will be draft bill will be made. So everybody seems to be jumping the gun right now. Let's wait for it. And the tribals, let me tell you, have to be dealt differently because of their specialized culture and cannot be mixed with everybody else. So the concerns are all right, but I think one has to wait rather than rejecting it, saying the process is not good. Process is just unfolded, and that's the way process goes in the democratic country. Mm. Okay. See, the Uniform Civil Code as an idea came at a time when we got independence, when all the personal laws were unreformed. Hindu law was unreformed, it was not statutory, Muslim law was unreformed. Thereafter, in the 50s, the Hindu law was statutorily reformed, right? So, that has stayed like that for the last 50-60 years. The Muslim law remains uncodified and to that extent unreformed as well. Instead of a UCC today, what can be done? If you need to say reform the personal laws which have not been reformed, just like you have a Christian Marriage Act, you have a something, you can have a Muslim Family Law Act. You have concerns about gender equity, you can correct those things in a Muslim Family Law Act, just like you have done it for the Hindi law. So UCC is not the only solution. If, you're, if, you're, uh, if your concern is that, yes, we want to rectify some problems in personal laws, which every personal law has had, and you want to reform it, do it. But there are other mechanisms available. That's point one. Point two, UCC by the present law commission, I think there should not be a rush because the minute this law commission has come, the understanding was that they will come up with a UCC. They have already, you know, the sedition viewpoint of this law commission is very questionable. They have not just asked it to be retained, but they have said increase the punishment. I think the legitimacy of the present law commission itself is questionable in terms of how it's proceeding. And if it proceeds with a lot of pace and does, you know, include some groups, exclude, if it's UCC, then it has to be UCC for everybody. Why exclude tribals? Why exclude tribals? Are they not citizens of India? So if you are doing a UCC, don't do this pick and choose. Because one community will pick, then some community will apply fully, another. That's when the problem arises. If your concern is equality, do it across the board, UCC. Don't do this pick and choose business. Okay. Okay. Mr. Bharti. Uh, thank you, Sangeet. Uh, BJP has actually mastered, the uh, mastered in uh, debating and uh, debating the things. UCC is not that important right now. What issues which BJP is trying to divert is the high price rise, the inflation numbers, they are manipulating all those numbers. The If you see the GDP in real terms growth, it's approximately 4 to 4.5% if you average out uh, last few years. These issues like unemployment, issues like uh, making 100 smart cities, issues like uh, uh, doubling the income of uh, farmers, these issues are more important. So when you, uh, on, on the verge of uh, uh, fighting an election, that is 2024, you are almost trying to put up a new Joomla, new uh, thing which you want to bring, because in 2018 when... Uh, 
when law commission uh, itself said that uh, it is neither necessary nor desirable so what has happened what parameters the bjp okay. has uh, uh, from which parameter they have learned that it is now desirable okay, and it has sure. to be so, 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 into so the, the so the main context uh, of your point that you are making is that this is a diversionary tactic right okay fine uh, Mr. Aman Lekhi and then Tehseen Poonawala. Let's go to our guests uh, who are not in the studio. Mr. Lekhi, to you first. Your opening comments. Yeah, well, admittedly, it will be a transformative measure, which is the refashion uh, society and principle just in fair play. What has to be kept in mind also is that this is a very complex and complicated measure, which will not only intrude into personal space, condition into patterns of behavior over generations, but the personal spaces themselves are very heterogeneous. And because they're heterogeneous to, uh, in so far, frame it as a true religion or by religion issue is itself faulty because it's, it's some, something far more complex than that. Now, this was recognized by our constitution, which while affirming the need, at the same time, put it in the non-enforceable part of the constitution and contemplated incremental change. It's the reason why certain facets of it were part put in the concurrent list, the power being concurrently with the parliament, the center to deal with it. The intent being that while the code in the uniform manner is the ultimate objective, it's not necessary you do it in whole hog in one go itself. This is. Why is that so? Because a measure of social reform and a measure of social reform actually to empower people to resist injustice. And because it's a measure of this reform, which is imperative that when it is brought about, it is brought about in a manner that the person bringing it should not be perceived as being in a position of advantage. So in this sense, the frame in which this is placed becomes very pertinent. That is the frame which is wrong over here, because what has happened here is that is happening in the election year. It is happening in the election year. It is raised in an election speech. It, the election, the, the, the law commission is seemingly in a hurry to deal with this particular exercise. Mm. And because they, the complex of factors compendiously suggest that the intent is not necessarily one of reform, but is in fact loaded with some kind of political intent that there's some element of suspicion over here. When there's an element of suspicion that debases the move. And when it debases the move, it discredits it. And when it discredits it, it gets a reaction. And when it gets a reaction, the paradoxical effect is that the measure of constitutional egalitarianism may, for some reason, and sadly, be trumped by social orthodoxy. Because the resistance you are facing to this particular measure, which resistance is unfounded, has got little to do with the measure, but the method by which it is adopted. And when the method is in some way suspect, because the motive becomes dubious, in that event, the consequence cannot be what is intended, because the intended consequences can be perceived to be different from what was actually professed to be so. Okay, okay. Tehseen Poonawala. Thank you, Sankir. If the primary focus of the UCC is gender justice, one law across the length and breadth of India for gender equality, inheritance and divorce, that law already exists in our country under the Special Marriage Act, an act under which I got married. It's the same law for people across the length and breadth of India, from the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir to Kanyakumari, from Nagaland to Gujarat. And under the Special Marriage Act, two Hindus, two Muslims, two Christians, two Sikhs, so people of different faiths can get married. My question on the, uh, on the UCC is, it is often said to be a binary between Hindu and Muslims. But here is the data from the government's own Ministry of Health Affairs, Family Welfare and Health Affairs. Polygamy is almost equal amongst Muslims and Hindus. It's actually the highest amongst the tribals in the Northeast. I, uh, uh, a fellow co-panelist referred to the Northeast. Now, Northeast, for example, Nagaland have their own customary laws. Meghalaya is a matriarchal society, as is in some parts of South India. Are you ready to burn 
and create a, uh, a burning effect in the entire country only to enforce an election agenda. Point number two, let me ask this very specific question. Will a UCC or a Special Marriage Act include for gay marriage or same-sex marriage or same-gender marriage? Because in the Supreme Court, your stand was, look, we need to reform this. So will it allow for that? Third question, in a state like Goa, where the UCC already exists, a Hindu man above the age of 30, if he does not have a male child, can marry a second time. In Gujarat, from where the Honorable Prime Minister or the Honorable Home Minister comes, there is something called Maitri Karar, where a Hindu man can officially have a girlfriend outside his marriage. Will these be abolished? Can we have specific answers or will this debate be about a child that still hasn't been born? The, the head shaving uh, ceremony of a child that still hasn't been born? Okay. Uh, Shazia Elmi. Yes. Your, your uh, opening the comments. Well, I, I heard, in fact, because I came in late, I heard all the comments. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that this is a promise of the Constitution to all its citizens. Uh, we derive the, the power of UCC from the Supreme Court judgments, from the Constituent Assembly debates, and the various Supreme Court judgments that have come in. Now, this is about gender justice and the fact that no citizen can be discriminated against, which is why it is enshrined in the directive principles of the state policy. Now, the reason why all these doubts are being raised, and I can come to all of them one by one, and I want to discuss them threadbare, mm. is because it's the same old question of vote bank politics. Something that we saw happen in the Triple Talaq case, where all India Muslim Personal Law Board, which is, a, 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 they call themselves a religious body, self-anointed, self-appointed, where they actually were ready to go against the word of Quran. Because the Quran also prohibits that, the Quran Sharif, the holy book. So this is the legitimacy of these religious organizations, is how religious they are. They are political organizations, and I believe that. But uh, coming to, that is about Muslims, but coming to other, all other, whether it's about tribals or about Sikhs and Parsis, have you heard in all these years, while UCC has been politically discussed and been part of public discourse since uh, ages, 1949, 40 year assembly debates, and since then, have you ever heard a Sikh voice, a tribal voice, a Christian voice, though there is UCC, as you just heard, in Goa, speak against it? Who speaks against it and for whom? These are the same old voices which believe in vote bank politics. My question is, if Muslim women get the same as Muslim men, and they're seen as wrong, it's not just about marriage. It, it's about divorce, it's about inheritance, it's about laws of succession. Then are Muslim women... Any less Muslim than Muslim men? Hmm. So Thank if Muslim women are getting a better deal, what is their problem? How is it against the Muslims or minorities? Muslim daughters are benefiting? Okay. And should the same okay. law not be there for others? Hmm. Also, more importantly, yeah, yeah also yeah. more importantly, uh, we, I heard about tribal rights and uh, other rights being impacted. Now, the fact of the matter is, we've had a same law when it comes to civil disputes, criminal disputes, right? There is good old IPC, and CRPC, it has never affected the diversity of the people of India. Mm. How come our religion, a particular, and not just the religion, not, not the votaries of the religion or the practitioners of the religion, but those who speak for it politically, mind you, not, not religiously mm. or sociologically mm. or socially, not them, but how come, how come those people feel threatened? They, they continue to practice the same law mm. which everyone else practices. Only when it comes to giving rights to their daughters and sisters do they have a problem. Okay. So I think it's a lot of political posturing. And it's, I think, evil. And all those who say that in 2018 law commission says yeah. that it's neither desirable nor advisable. Yeah. Um, 
I would like to say that 2018, the same law commission also says that the internal laws and personal laws need to be uh, looked at carefully and okay. revisited. Yes. Has reform. any effort been done? Okay, reform. Shadan, you see, that is this is exactly the point that you were making in your opening comment. That if you were to reform individually, then you would not need a uniformity, right? So if the, if the idea is to uh, give the women their right equality, then all of that can be done uh, with other alternatives also and not uniform civil code. Yeah. You may want to repeat what you want yeah, to say so and also wanna, add on. In fact, I'll uh, pose a question to Ms. Elmi. Sure. See, I fully am on board with what she's saying that hmm. we need to reform a bunch of personal laws which are gender non-equal. Hmm. I'm fully on board with her. But UCC is not the only way to do it. For instance, now in, in Muslim personal law, there are problems of gender inequity in terms of distribution of assets, in terms of succession, in terms of marriage, polygamy, and in terms of divorce. All those things can be rectified through a Muslim Family Law Act, just like you have Hindu Marriage Act, Hindu Succession Act. Hmm. You reform all of those aspects. Personal law gets codified. Personal law gets reformed. And personal law still retains its identity. What has, I mean, you have Saptapadi for Hindus, you will have Nikah for Muslims, right? So you will have different marriage processes. But the outcomes of this marriage in terms of equality across gender, you can do it. Yeah. And you can do it through a Muslim Family Law Act. Now, why is the government not considering that? Why only this UCC bandwagon? That's the question. So uh, let me ask you this question. If reform what? is the intent, yeah. if reform is the intent, it can be achieved in a means. Through other means. Absolutely. Okay. Which is which is which is conducive to identity of the minorities as well. Okay. Reena Gupta and then Tehseen Punawala all want to come in one by one to what you have said. Yeah. Sanket, you know, when the Bharti Janta Party starts talking about the constitution and rights of women, it is really laughable. This is the party which will go down in the history of India as having taken the most unconstitutional measures, starting with the Delhi ordinance. Mm. And yesterday what happened in Tamil Nadu, the governor of Tamil Nadu <laughs> dismissing one of the ministers. But you so, support UCC. Yeah, we support Your UCC. Yes, we don't pick and choose the constitution. Okay. We are saying we support Good. UCC because it is one of the directive principles. We believe equally in all the other directive principles. Which uh, There are principles, Article 46, Article 47, that talk about good health, good education. So we believe in those as well. But the Bharatiya Janata Party only wants to pick and choose which part of the constitution it believes. Mm. And they are the ones, the Prime Minister announced it in a political rally. But when the rest of us speak, they are saying, oh, you are making it political. Political karne ka license se Bharatiya Janata Party ko hai. Mm. We, we can't talk about it. Mm. It is because there is no draft out there that this chaos is being created in the whole country. It is a very important What reform. would have been the ideal way according to you? Because you see, there, there, there is also this counter-argument that had this been done through political discourse, then the argument would have been that you have not thrown this open to the public. Right now, it's, I mean, anyone can give their view in the law commission. So, ideal way definitely is not way. announcing it in a political rally. Okay. You should have called all the religious, religious leaders, mm. whether it's the Buddhists, whether it's the Parsis or the Jains or the Sikhs, sat down with them and discussed the nuances of what this could look like. Mm. Bring everybody on board. But no, just a few months before the elections and before some of the state elections coming up, you just throw another jumla in the air. Mm. And we have seen with this government, whether it's the hasty implementation of farm laws, GST, demonetization, they have done a lot of things in a hurry mm. and they've had to take them back mm. because you didn't bring everybody on board. And I'm seeing the same problem okay. happening now. Okay, let me, let me get in a comment from Tehseen Poonawala and then I'll give you a right to reply, Ms. Ilmi. Yes, Tehseen, I, I wanted I, to come in. 
I I actually agree with what the BJP spokesperson said. This is about women justice. She conveniently did not hear my inheritance and divorce point of the Special Marriage Act, under which I got married. Sankit gives you all those rights across the length and breadth of this country. And I repeat, two Hindus, two Muslims, two Christians, apart from people from other religions, can get married. She conveniently did not hear my part where she heard about the Goa UCC that in Goa a Hindu male about the age of 30 can have a second wife if he does not have a male child. She clearly did not hear about Gujarat where there is marriage karar where a Hindu man can officially have a girlfriend. Please don't interrupt me. The fact of the matter is when you speak about one issue and try and make it Hindu Muslim, what you do not answer is Meghalaya, for example, a matriarchal society where the rights and succession is given not even to the first daughter, the second daughter. Nagaland has its own customary practices as do some tribes in South India. You are not answering that. Neither are you answering about the Hindu undivided family tax or the tax breaks it get. Will they all go away under the UCC? My last question to you. Please be specific. Will you allow the uh, uniform civil code allow for gay marriages because it deals with gay marriage, divorce, inheritance? Let's let's get those Are replies. I wanted to answer them threadbare, uh, yeah. each one yeah, yeah, of sure. them, but I did not get a chance. And I think I should be given a chance, considering everyone else here is against the please, UCC. Please. Yes. So I think equal weight should be given. Sure. So the Christians in Goa, because and every time UCC in Goa is talked about. Um, Nobody says that the Christians in Goa have not had a problem, and they also are a minority. Then the other thing about tribal rights being affected or impacted, no, we have not seen opposition from the tribals on this issue at all. When it comes to um, Sikh women, Christian women, Parsi women, Jain women, Buddhist women, all coming under the ambit of of this law and therefore impacting each each uh, uh, each community and the women particularly. There is there is uh, uh, no issue at all. Every time we talk about UCC, the, people talk about secularism and say, "What about what is happening with Hindu women? See what's happening here. See what is happening there." For those reasons and more, we need to have the same law because this impacts not just Muslim women but all women, and the the processes of law, the ceremonies, uh, the processes, social processes of marriage ceremonies. Will not be impacted by this. Nikah so will continue to be Nikah. Talaq will continue to be Talaq. Just one line. Just one line. Just one more. One more. One more. If there is an anomaly which affects a Hindu wife, hmm. impacts her like it does in the in the Goa Act, you know, the, it should be taken up, and then UCC should take care of that as well. So it should be the law because there should not be such anomalies. If a Hindu wife suffers, hmm. she has as much right to the legal recourse. This constitution is same for everybody. Hmm. It should not be any less for for any sister or daughter. Hmm. That is my argument. And all the points that are being made are just being done politically. This is part of political posture. But what about Mr. Farasat's point? I He says that you can. His point is that you can actually achieve the goal of equality. Without actually getting in this I uniform think, civil code, but why shouldn't we have the UCC, which is part of directive principles? Yeah. Why shouldn't we follow what the Constituent Assembly talked about? Yeah. I think that's another, you know, a diversionary, smart, alicky thing. He knows very well that Bharti Janata Party would not think of uh, 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 looking into Muslim family law. Yeah. If UCC is such a problem, do you think family law would be taken kindly too? So that's a, a clever way, and Response, we can see through sorry. it. Response. Response. It's smarter yeah. than that, you know. Response. So please no, don't sure. don't. Sure. <laughs> Response. With UCC, it's a joke. The, with it's UCC, a joke. the you know, it's not a joke. I'm sorry. With no, UCC, the BJP is going to face far more problems than just reforming. I'll tell you why. 
Mr. Nigam said tribals won't be included before Ms. Ilmi came, right? There is, there is going to be a huge problem whether tribals will be included or not. There'll be two views in the ruling party, I can tell you. And that's a political point I'm making, not a legal one. So because, leave it to Egypt. No, no, that's one. There are a whole range of issues. There are three things. Identity, reform, and codification. That is what we are at. You can have codification, you can have reform, and you can still maintain an identity by suggesting the route I am suggesting, hmm. Right? If your intent is reform, you can have each, not just the Muslims, all groups will have some sense of identity with their laws. In 1955, when the Hindu court bill, the biggest concern was, and it was within the Congress, not just outside the Congress, that, listen, Hindus will lose their identity. So personal laws are always associated with identity. If you can reform the law without losing the identity, it is the best way forward, the least controversial way forward. Mm. When you can seek I... uniformity, when you seek uniformity in a diverse country as India, mm. it has its own challenges. In fact, it impacts the reform. And, and much more, like for instance, you've got a criminal procedure code. That's right. You've got the IPC. This is not applicable. So criminal law and saying. civil law have always been treated differently. Hmm. Criminal, there's no exactly. argument to That's say. That's the point. No, one second. That, that is the point. There is a, India is not ahistorical. Good. India Good is not ahistorical. It. India was not born today. There is a certain history to us. So exactly. criminal law for 200 years has been across the board, right? Hmm. Whereas that's not been the case with civil law. If you're going to make that jump. That is also not please, true. There have been different laws made and IPC was uh, how it was uh, enacted and there have been many changes which everybody listens to in mm. the in, in the way uh, lawmaking happens in India. Everybody follows it. Mm. And yes, there is a it, it is not a historic. There is a constitutional history to who we are, where we are as a republic, to what we have signed for in our constitution. And that is a mandate of the constitution. Okay. Hindu code bill, we know what happened. B.R. Ambedkar actually, you know, the real reason why B.R. Ambedkar resigned as a law minister, we, we know the history to that. Mm. The fact of the matter is, when the Hindu code bill, and I'm glad my friend brought up this point, uh, though it's going to work against him, mm. there was opposition. Yes, religious sects would be angry because patriarchy is deeply entrenched, which is why the Indian law must come to the rescue of every woman out there, those who cannot speak for themselves, which okay. is why it's beyond party politics. And if okay. Modi ji is doing something uh, something great, which we need, we should not make it about BJP or uh, uh, RJD, but about what is correct yeah, for our sisters and who's, about our sisters. Who, who's entitled to uh, play politics or consider this as a political move? But why not? Lawmaking, what is the process of how do, how do laws get made in India? By the uh, by the She's legislature, yeah, in, and in by, the, by, by the legislature, right? Yeah. It is part but of a constitution. Not in a political rally. So we are so uh -huh. the political rally. What is being talked about? Uh -huh. It's being talked about the law commission. Everybody is free to go. Why why shouldn't it be part of the political okay. rally? Sure. No, no. Why shouldn't it be part of political rally? That is what BJP stands for. It is part of a manifesto. UCC is something BGP has believed in. It's the most attractive part for, we, for people and, 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 and like us. And that's no, no, it is. Does we come to the point? No, Five but, months ahead of Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh no. and Rajasthan elections and ten months ahead of the 2024 elections. There is always an election happening after, in this country. After nine this years of Narayan Modi's rule. Yes, yes. And to, uh, 2018 law commission, you just mentioned that. Yes. And what came out of it. Hmm. And now law commission has asked for recommendations. Okay. But BJP said, no, no, don't smile. So cutely, because the, the, don't smile because I'm answering a question. Sure. Don't smile so cutely. The fact is the UCC has always been part of BJP manifesto. Okay. And 2018 said very clearly that all every, uh, that it is, in, there should be change in the personal law mm. as per the community. What are the changes that different communities have sought in the personal laws in that uh, three years? Mm. And now, now when it's, my question is, why now? Why not earlier? You're right. Why shouldn't it have happened at the time of Hindu court bill? Mm. 
And Nehru is known to have given an interview where he said, I failed my Muslim sisters. Okay. And you know, the, the point he made okay. was, now, the point he made was huh. that the Pakistan, they, yeah, will, they will go to town. They okay. will go to town confirming it. I think in a very, that was a fear. You have explained your position in a very detailed yes. manner. And no, and I have also had to say, Shah yeah. Bano case, what happened? Okay, let, let, Mudgal let, let me judgment. come back to you. Reserve so something for your next Supreme. intervention. I'll come back to you. Sure, sure. Desh Nigam and Thank then you. Aman Lekhi, one by one. Mr. Nigam, your point, the point that Shadan was making on uniformity. You in your own opening remarks said that maybe tribals will have to be dealt differently. Then that is not uniform. That's what Then it doesn't become uniform civil let, code. Let me, let me tell you. That is uniform civil code with riders. See what uh, my co-panelist just said. He's saying hmm. So he's saying exactly the same thing. He says those common parameters about inheritance, succession, adoption, guardianship, divorce will be similar, but they have to be in Muslim Personal Law Act, Christian Personal Law Act. Why do you have to go to individual acts for that and have an individual act? Those common parameters can be dealt with uniformly and therefore one, one uniform civil code. Hmm. And that is what he's saying. He's getting confused between similar and uniform. So that's a distinction you have to maintain. Mm. So that is what I am saying. If people will do politics, I mean, you can't remove politics out of it. It's a part of the BJP's manifesto. Ahmadmi party is also saying product is very good. Mm. But we don't believe the process because it was initiated in a political rally. I mean, that's not an argument. You believe in a product, product has merit, go for it. Just because it is BJP or the Prime Minister has initiated it, does not mean the product becomes bad. Mm. So therefore, there are very serious issues. And let me tell you again, women who are get, getting discriminated, facing inequality, belong to all political parties. Okay. Let's, not, let's not, you know, segregate them in, in, in the name of politics. Okay, now the point on tribals. Tribals, yes, they're, they're, they are a very complex culture. You got to understand it and deliberate it. And that is what I said. Deal differently. So th then this doesn't let become uniform. Let, no. me, let me tell you, you how. You contradicted let, your own position. No, let me tell you how. Hmm. If there can be common grounds that can be included. Hmm. If there can be about on these four or five neutral parameters. If the tribals can be included. But I am saying dealt differently means discuss. I think it will be very difficult here to uh, discuss anything. Because we are not privy to what the draft will look like. So one will obviously have to wait on... Uh, how exactly this uniform civil code, what is going to be that written word, right? Uh, before you reply, Mr. Aman Lekhi, uh, you mentioned a point on people sitting in doubt given the proximity of this clamor or this call uh, ahead of elections. But legally speaking, I mean, you, you've just heard Ms. Ilmi's uh, uh, argument that this is a commitment that has been made by the BJP for the longest time. And they are fulfilling their commitment. Now, timing can be X months away or 10 months away or 8 months away. That's irrespective. Well, that's what I said in the opening remarks. It's in the Constitution. But the Constitution is an unenforceable part in a sense, not obligatory. And what's very pertinent is the scheme of the Constitution. The scheme of the Constitution talks of endeavor. That is effort. You'll move towards it. And while moving towards it, what's very important is look at the structure of the Constitution. Aspects of personal law are in the concurrent list. Now, concurrent list entails the competence of both the state legislature and the parliament. That means the what was understood by the constitution framers was that it's not necessary that we undertake this exercise in one go straight away and incremental changes can also be brought about uh, by 
the state governments and if there are incremental changes in what about the state governments question of uniformity will not be there except on the basis of principle which is there one two uh, references made to the constitutional assembly yes constitutional assembly had a section which wanted uh, a uniform civil court but it also had another section which opposed it and because this was this opposition the question of it being included in the directive principle that is the part for the constitution was the compromise so the question of it being a mandate and mandate to be brought about in one go uh is not something which is legally correct three uh as far as some of the uh, panelists are be saying let's involve the buddhists let's involve the christians i am very against that we got institutions in place it's not a referendum it's a legislation the method of uh, involving the people in the making of the law is something which will negate the system itself and i am very against it much as i am very against the fact that you are bringing a social reform measure in an election year to in fact bring some element of doubt as to the motive behind it which bring me to the fourth point now what shadan said that yes we can change the personal law the question is you can change the personal law but point is when you change individual personal law you'll face the same opposition which you are going to face when you bring about a uniform civil court the question here would be of interference and because the staple argument being taken is it's 26 29 is a matter of religion because the matter of religion intervention is not be allowed that is the basis of this particular objection now the basis of this particular objection itself will bring about some element of opposition now what i'm saying is we need reform what is the method by which this reform has to be brought out has to be achieved through a consensus the consensus does not entail the referendum the institutional mechanisms have become more pertinent and not the institutional mechanism has become pertinent the institutional process should have credibility but mr lekhi is that institutional process not being followed because you know you no, see a process of uh, uh, suggestion seeking and recommendation uh, which has been started which is pretty much the process Yeah. The, the problem with that is, you see, if you look at the Hindu Court Bill, it had a long history. I mean, if you ignore the 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 social evolution of, of the 19th century, it had a long history. Even bringing out the Act, it got the Acts in about 1955-56, though it started in 1940. Now we have the Law Commission over here revisiting the previous Law Commission and giving a 30-day window for the purposes of bringing changes. Mm. While the Law Commission gives a 30-day window, I think there is some parliamentary subcommittee which has also been formed. The question is haste. the question is hasty election here my problem is not to ucc my problem is the method by which it is brought about because the way in which it is being processed mm. seems to suggest that it's got little to do with social reform as a measure of social reform it is unacceptable okay. but as a measure of social reform becomes in some way a cloak for a political strategy let me get in mr kohli mr kohli you just heard shadan he says uniformity may not necessarily mean equality which is according to you the sole purpose behind a uniform civil court i would agree it's the sole purpose so i think that's the beauty of a democracy that you have so many different uh, points of view second um everyone's concerned about the implementation on the principle there is a commonality in terms of somebody says i don't want uniform civil court i want reform somebody says that it's uh, why can't we have rights uh, in this manner and not this manner so i mean nobody here i think would stand to say that rights should be denied where they are due it's as simple as that but let's for a minute pause let's leave the political out of it the uniform civil code is has been a part of the constitutional scheme it's been envisaged from the very first day that the constitution of india was implemented in this country it's article 44 now it's not out of the constitution 
Second, it's a constitutional obligation or it's a ob- constitutional objective or a goal that's been pending for 75 years almost. Number three, it's not a fundamental right. Nobody is arguing about that. It's part of the directive principles of state policy. But that can't be an argument that you shouldn't implement something that the constitutional makers, in their wisdom, put in there in the constitution from day one. Now, Article 14, which is fundamental rights, obviously, says equality before law for all citizens. In terms of now gender rights, some of the points that Shazia was mentioning, other panelists have spoken about. In terms of that, if it can be envisaged that you bring a certain set of issues which are progressive, which are going to help rights of Indian citizens, because after all, we are human beings first, then Indian citizens, and then through the Constitution, since we've given our rights to the Constitution, merged into that, and from the Constitution, we become citizens, and thereafter, we would be male, female, Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Buddhist, Parsi, Jew, whatever. So those rights can come. Now, the mechanism of how that has to be is a larger, more detailed exercise. So at the start is a principle. Now, how do you bring about that? Some people say, like Shadab's point here was, why don't we just reform each one of the religions? So I'll ask a counter question. In 75 years, why it didn't happen? Let's look at the judgments. So therefore, no judgment has said implemented. It's left to the wisdom of finally the legislative process. In this case, it'll be parliament. So Sarla Mudgal or the Javi judgment versus Haryana, state of Haryana, those issues have touched upon it. If we look at it from another perspective, 80% of the population, which is primarily the Hindu population, from 1955 onwards, broadly has come into a streamlined code. So now there is an issue of the other part of the population, which may be Hindus, Christians. It may involve polygamy as an issue, if I may pick up. is not only unique to Islam in that sense, but there are tribal communities that also have polygamy, which is permissible. So these are the questions. So if you have to bring them together, the Uniform Civil Code offers you through the Constitution, through a constitutional provision, the opportunity to do so. That it is the BJP's political, one of the objectives or one of our goals that we've stated as a party. Two two points, Mr. Kohli, over here, very quickly. Number one, the 2018 Law Commission report, which has been discussed uh, in a very detailed manner over here in this panel. Yes did not recommend a uniform civil code and yet we have this process happening all over again. And secondly, Mr. Aman Lekhi, he feels that in an election year, bringing something as important as this will be an exercise in haste. Your response? Okay, so let me answer both. Not everything of the Law Commission finally is accepted. It's after all, it's not obligatory that it has to be implemented in that particular manner. Finally, law will come only through the legislative exercise in a state through the state, and it will come through parliament for the center, depending on the union list or the state list or the concurrent list. Aman Bhai, who's a dear friend, I treat him more like a brother, is uh, someone whose uh, legal acumen and intellectual capacity I'm not going to debate with. But when he raises a point in terms of timing, Let me be frank about it. What prevents that timing? Had the BJP raised this question last year, it could have been argued that this is prior to about five elections that are going to happen in the early part of the year. 
If it's raised now, it's going to be raised as part of the agenda that you've got 2024. Before that, you've already got a half a dozen elections almost. You've got Telangana, um, uh, Chhattisgarh, Madhya Pradesh, uh, Rajasthan and Mizoram coming up later in this year. So that argument in a country where you have elections every year can be used. But the question is, it's not new to the BJP's agenda. It's been raised by BJP governments or party. Let, let, let me get in a response from Mr. Lekhi. What would be the right process and the right time for for something there like this? There is no right time. Just one thing. I'm trying to permission. Answering that, then I'll certainly sure. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lekhi. But uh, answering, there is never a right time and there's always a right time in okay. politics. Okay. Because in a democracy, there is going to be a counterpoint of view and there should be a counterpoint of view at any point of time. I think Aman Bhai was saying something. Yes, Mr. Lekhi. Well, Nalin, two things. Again, a very dear friend, yes, and a lot of respect for him. But the point is, first of all, uh, there may not be, ever be a right time, but there's sometimes a wrong time. Now, you cannot fight that. What I'm saying is, while there may never be a right, a right time, is this a wrong time or not? In my opinion, this is a wrong time because this is a social welfare measure in a time when we are politically active and politically active in terms of, of what everyone is saying, a manifesto. Now, political uh, activism in terms of manifesto in some way dilutes social reform because dilutes social reform, it colors it to the political perspective. It's in that purpose that I'm talking about this particular objection. Two, it could have happened last year, then the law commission would not possibly have said, give me 30 days. The question is a matter like this, why 30 days? Because as I told in the beginning itself, earlier measures have taken a longer period of time and this requires consideration, this requires deliberation. And this is a very complex issue, a complex issue which cannot be done in haste. And when you are virtually in the election year, question, we don't know what's going to happen in the next year. What, is it prudent, appropriate or proper for a government going to face elections with the prospect of the government not coming to power to deal with this particular measure and then compress it in a time frame available to it? Number three, uh, my dear friend Nalin has himself answered the question which he put because he said it could have happened last year. The question is, it could have happened last year, did not happen last year. Now, because it did not happen that year, the election year was chosen, that itself answers the question that the choosing of the election year itself undermines the process. Quick I, response, uh, Mr. Kohli, and then Chazi Elmi also wants to come. Sure, sure. I mean, let's look at yeah, yeah, yeah. first of all. I'll take all act, comments. Yeah. Any act, any. Um, move by any political party in government or outside government is going to be always defined as a colorable or a colored exercise. There's no doubt about it. Because that's the nature of how political parties and how a democracy does. So I don't see any wrong with that. And I think the BJP stand on this has been unequivocal for so long that it doesn't matter because there is no question of color. Our stand on Ram Mandir 370 and Uniform Civil Code, if I may call it the triumvirate, or it has existed from the 80s. And certainly we have gone ahead on two of them. Ram Mandir finally was a decision that had been pending in the Supreme Court. And finally, we said either it has to be through the court or it has to be through negotiated settlement. The court ruled it's on its way. 370 was something which came in the domain of the government. It's done. The challenges are before the Supreme Court that as and when they are heard, we'll see what exercise in judicial review happens. Uniform Civil Court is part of it. Now, on Uniform Civil Court, the BJP party... In state governments, like say Uttarakhand, others have already said, formed their committees and are working. There is that issue about uh, entry five in terms of marriage and the concurrent list. And therefore, whether a state can have it, because that brings in the issue also of the Goa uh, aspect, where you do have a sort of a common code So th from 1965, if I recall. So that part is there. Now, in an election year, whether it's prudent or not, 
I would answer and say everything is prudent in an election year. Because that is a political stand of the party in government in any case. In terms of what we have stood for and what we have said okay. consistently. Okay, I have the to implementation, take quick, quick, quick closing it's comments. important. No, I have to make this. Mm. The implementation process, it's not come, it's not come out. It, and there's a law commission aspect. The implementation has to be in a manner which is envisaged, which is through parliament if it has to be an act. Sure. And that would, would involve... Okay, okay. I, I've run out of time. Two quick closing last comments. Point, the last point yes. on the law commission. There's also an advantage of the last law commission having, though its recommendation is not in favor of implementing it, yeah. the amount of data or comments or feedback that came, that is not denied. Even for the people who had a viewpoint then, for them it's literally representing it to the law commission if they wish so. So that exercise is not gone in waste. Okay, okay. Uh, Taisim and then Rina Gupta. Let me make a constitutional yes. point and then let me make a political point. Coming to the Wait. states of Meghalaya, Tripura, Assam, where um, essentially there are tribals, the sixth schedule of the constitution is in operation. And district councils have been created, even by BJP, specifically to protect marriage, inheritance and tribal customs. Now, are you going to violate the sixth schedule? Point number one. Now, let me make a political point because my friend Nalin Koliji is here, who I also treat as a brother. Nalin Koliji was heading the BJP uh, election campaign in Nagaland in the northeast in these elections. While the BJP was campaigning, they promised no UCC in the Northeast. Now, while it's come to elections in the Hindi heartland, they say we'll have UCC. This is the hypocrisy in the double speak of the BJP. One last political point. When the Hindu code bill was coming up, and rightfully Dr. Baba Saiba Ambedkar stepped down, he stepped down in frustration against the Hindu Mahasabha and the Bharti Jansang who refused to have the UCC. And today they've done a complete U-turn. Nobody's answering about the rights of the Goa Hindu women. Nobody's answering about Maitri Karar in Gujarat. None of these specific questions that have been answered or gay marriages by either of the BJP spokespersons, very worthy as they are. Okay. Okay. Reena Gupta, last comment. So, Sanket, as I was saying from the beginning, that as a concept, Ahmadmi Party supports 370. But the way the Bharti Janta Party is going about... UCC, history, you mean. Sorry, sorry. Uniform UCC. Civil, though you supported 370 as well. Yes, UCC. Yeah. But the way in which Bharatiya Janata Party is going about, uh, you know, in political rallies talking about it without letting the country know what it means, what will happen to the minority status of some of the committees like the Jains and Buddhists. Okay. I, think, I, I think it's the detailing which it's is important. It's the detailing without a detailing. Yes. Very, very quickly. It is Two polarizing seconds. the country and okay. which is exactly okay. what the Bharatiya Janata okay. Party See, wants. The fact is everybody saying product is excellent. Hmm. But they don't want Not to everybody. wait. But they don't want to wait for packaging. Mm. Wait for the packaging to come out, huh. and you'll find all your questions answered. Okay. Shall Uniformity we? without equality is far worse than equality with diversity. Okay. That is what we should pitch for. Okay. Okay. Thank you very instead much. Of getting, yeah. I have to say this. Huh. I think instead of getting into this legal gobbledygook mm. and semantics mm. and big words and conflating the issue, let's go back to the basic and see. The promise of the Constitution to its citizens is clear. This is long pending. Women of uh, this country, our daughters, our sisters deserve. And this is the true azadi in the real sense for them. Hmm. This should be done uh, okay. better late than never. And I'm all for it. And all I right. think all political posturing must end when it comes to gender justice. Okay. Shazia Ilmi, Shadan Farasad, Deshatan Nigam, Reena Gupta, Prati Bhati, Taisin Punawala, Aman Lekhi and Nalin Kohli. Thank you very much for joining us on this big fight. News continues on the other side. Stay with us.